0: You've landed on The Lonely Diplomat Podcast, and wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe. I'm The Lonely Diplomat, and I have a website, thelonelydiplomat.com, on which you can find my blog, this podcast, and all the details of how to access my services, which aim to serve, support, challenge, and inspire diplomats and those who live the diplomatic life as they reconnect to themselves and to the world around them welcome to episode 48 and this episode is the last of the current season the third season of the lonely diplomat podcast don't worry i'll be back i'll say that right from the outset uh, and i'll be back in a few months and if, in the meantime, just because I'm not uh, producing content doesn't mean that I'm not here. On social media, I intend to, pl- um, to republish, repost uh, many of the 48 episodes uh, and over 50 blog posts uh, on The Lonely Diplomat, and I can, um, well, I'm here I'm here for you through my mentoring services, so you can get my wisdom, my lived experience, and my insight from uh, gained from going through a well, a pretty kick-ass midlife crisis. I have to admit, uh, and uh, while going through a um, while living a the diplomatic life on a diplomatic posting. And one of the four postings that I've been, either as the posted uh, posted officer or as the accompanying significant other. So you can get me in your corner, even though I am not uh, publishing blog posts or dropping podcast content. I'm right here. All you need to do is reach out to me and you can see the links pretty clearly on my website, thelonelydiplomat.com, or you can send me an email to uh, admin at thelonelydiplomat.com or reach out to me on socials on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. However, there's no wrong way. And, um, we can make things happen because you deserve the same support that you so freely give others and would encourage others to get for themselves. I'm right here for you, and it's a privilege and honor to be so. This, big deep breath there. I have to say that this this episode is, well, it's tough. And a few episodes ago, uh, I think episode 45, uh, I spoke about belonging. And that was a tough episode as well. And this is another tough episode on my resilience reset. And it's tough, but needed. Because for the longest time on The Lonely Diplomat, I've been talking about how important and fantastic it is that in our employing employing agencies there's an increasing number of conversations about the importance of mental health and well-being in the workplace and indeed 2020 and 2021 and now that we're into 2022 has highlighted that things are well it's been it's been it's been quite a period of time hasn't it and our mental and emotional health and well-being is as important if not more important at times than our physical health and well-being and the three are interconnected it's fantastic that there is a more open conversation about the importance of mental health and well-being but there's Something that I still continue to notice, and you share this with me as well, and it goes to the point that I'm about to make, and that is really beyond the the statements, beyond the internal policies, beyond the uh, availability of staff counsellors, of in-house or external um, Uh, mental health services, which is great, don't get me wrong, nothing will really change. Nothing will really change if those statements stay in the second and third person. Because, Because humans, just like you and others who live the diplomatic life, we connect to stories. We connect to what we can see from uh, uh, and shared from those around us. And these stories are really powerful. And when it comes to mental health and mental well-being, those conversations need to move out of the second and third person and into the first person. Those conversations, where appropriate uh need to start well need to be supplemented with i do this i experienced this and those moments when genuine are connective gold they build they 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 build kind of a, a sense of common purpose they help those more um uh, more junior in an organization go, yes, this is important too. I am not alone in experiencing anxiety. I am not alone in uh, experiencing bouts of depression. I'm not alone in experiencing loneliness. I'm not alone with an imposter syndrome, with, you know, the terrible voice of our Joe, your Joe, my Joe in my head, your Joe in your head. Yeah. Um. And In case you don't know that, I just pause there because perhaps you don't know that. Go check out, uh, I think it's episode six of the podcast, which introduces you to my friend Joe, um, which is the name of the uh, self-deprecating voice in my head that tells me that I'm not enough uh, and really says some horrible things to me that I used to believe, Um, but And I know that I'm not alone because so many of you resonated with me sharing my story of my Joe and you shared your stories with me about your Joe and how he, she, it um, uh, influences your thoughts and behaviours and beliefs about yourself. Though The power of the connection uh, through those first-person stories cannot be under-emphasized. Emphasized, underestimated, uh, uh, overemphasized. Because the issue is we respect, we respect those with whom we can be vulnerable or with whom they can be vulnerable to us. Because we know that when we're vulnerable, how much courage it takes and how much of a privilege it is to hear that story and to um, hold that story and hold that space for that person. Problem is, we see it as a strength in others, but is it a weakness in ourselves? Dr. Brené Brown says that quite frequently. And it's really true. It's really true. We see other people sharing their their story not all their story maybe not have that maybe don't have a podcast they maybe don't have you know long emails that they send to all the staff about everything that's going on for them but an appropriate sharing of an experience particularly around mental health is so powerful so powerful that helps us know that we're not alone that there is something beyond the statements the policies the um the, the the general second and third person when we hear someone's story in the first person and it's with that in mind that i'm sharing my resilience reset another big deep breath there uh, and this was a uh, an episode not an episode a blog post the subject of a blog post which i published uh, on the 31st of july 2021. And you can find it uh, in through the link in the episode description or going to diplomat.com forward slash blog. Uh, and it's called My Resilience Reset. And one of the things uh, that I really, I knew that I needed to do, uh, but I really didn't want to do it for all the reasons that I've just talked about is talk about My Resilience Reset. And I'll go into that in a moment why. But in case you haven't read it, I'm going to go through it now in this episode. And we're going to have this this conversation um, because you are not alone. You also need to prioritize your mental health and your mental well-being. And talking about mental health does not a mental illness make talking about and sharing our experiences with mental health and mental well-being makes for a human experience makes for a collaborative experience and it's with that in mind that i'm sharing this with you now vulnerability is scary we risk judgment we risk people thinking less of us So we tend to stay safe and engage on tough issues as theoretical concepts and appear immune to the difficulties of the human condition. After all, we fear that if we we had the reputation of not being able to cope with everything this diplomatic life throws at us, we'd not be considered for a posting, a promotion, or that opportunity to showcase our awesomeness at work. But not here. Not here at The Lonely Diplomat. Here, we celebrate the awesome human who works in diplomacy and part of that celebration is recognizing that we're all humans and are subject to the human condition. This includes me. In this episode, in this post, I'll share my recent experience of needing and taking a break to support my mental health and well-being and replenish my resilience reserves. Make no mistake this is tough to say it was a tough post to write and this is it's even tougher to say I'm going to share it with you now the urge to perfect everything before I say it is strong why it's because I want to avoid your judgment I want I don't want you to think less of me vulnerability is always scary even those even for those who know how important it is for connection and well for living authentically so he goes. My experience. Right, I'm just gonna have a cup, a quick sip of tea. A lot happened in life uh, over 2019, 2020, and 2021, and. Here's a a list. A parent passed away. My wife and I separated. I came out to live as a gay man to my children and then to the world. I met a lovely man and we started dating. This is a good thing. I moved out of the family home and moved into a very expensive, mouldy and damp hovel. I really needed to earn a living wage. This expensive, moldy, and damp hovel was not in my home city. It was in another city in another country where I was living at the time. Which was which was New Zealand. I just realized that I didn't say that it was in New Zealand. I started another loneliness blog and podcast, which is thelonelinessguy.com. Then the whole COVID global pandemic thing started. My partner moved in just before New Zealand went into lockdown, which is a good thing, but also a pretty scary thing. Money was very tight. The lease on that very expensive, mouldy and damp hovel in another city, in Wellington, ended. My partner and I became homeless. And and we had to rely on the good graces of friends to let us stay in their spare room. Money became extremely tight and became a constant stress. This went on for months. This went on for months. We had a lovely family Christmas, which was a good thing. And then in January 2021, my partner and I were finally able to depart New Zealand to come to Australia. But I left my children behind without any chance of seeing them. We moved into our house here in Canberra. I started a new job. The money concerns began to ease, but work stress increased. And the family, a few months after we returned, returned to Australia. They were all safe and sound and we were together again, which is a good thing. Then there was more COVID as an update now, more COVID, more lockdowns, more, uh, work stress, but with everyone home and with some money coming in and a secure roof over our heads, I felt like I could finally take a break and take a breath. Only I couldn't. My work was ramping up. There was a return to late nights, early mornings and days filled with meetings I tried to give myself the same micro-breaks I encourage you to take through my work days to gather myself mentally and emotionally. They didn't do the trick. I was always holding my breath. I dreaded the next phone call, the next crisis, the next deadline, the next thing to happen to me. When I found myself walking around the office with a racing mind and physically shivering, I knew that I needed a break. Two migraines in two weeks were also a big clue something had to change i needed to stop and breathe here's what i did i reached out for help when i realized that hoping that things would get better wasn't an effective strategy only i didn't oh my i really did not want to reach out for help i wanted to handle this all by myself within myself and still be all things to everybody i'm the guy who helps not who gets help I was beginning to walk back down a very dangerous path within myself. I found myself putting out subtle feelers during conversations and said to some of the people around me that I was feeling a bit overwhelmed. The responses I got back were blunt. Suck it up. It is how it is. This is just how things are. They're right, I thought. Everyone's had a stressful 2020 and a stressful 2021, and they're carrying on. I need to too. I realized how easily I'd slipped into the suck it up and get on with it mindset. I was telling myself a dangerous story. I was denying myself my whole lived experience. I was comparing my experience to those around me and trying to convince myself that because others had it worse than me, that I wasn't worthy of help and support. What nonsense. Oh my god, what crap. I'm worthy of the same care and love and support that I tell others, including you, my lovely audience, that they're worthy of. Something had to give. I found myself at a crossroads, continue along the same path and suck it up and return to hoping for change or change path and make decisions to support myself. I knew what happens when I chose the suck it up life path path in life. Loneliness and disconnection from myself. I knew that I had to live my values and be courageous. Steps along a new path. I organized a conversation with my boss. I answered their question, how are you, honestly? I said, I'm struggling. I gave them an overview of what happened. I said that the job was The job I was doing needed someone who was excited for the challenges ahead, not someone who was beginning to dread coming into the office. The role deserved someone who had more resilience reserves in their tank than me at that moment. I said that I needed to practice psychological resilience and return to form after years of flexing. Without going into into details of the conversation, my boss and I spoke kindly and honestly with each other. I shared that I thought I was coming down, it felt like I was coming down with a mental cold and needed to do something preventative before I needed something curative later. I asked for and immediately got a week off to get some breathing space to take stock and begin to process what happened over the past two years. I was, and still am, immensely grateful that I was able to take time to process and to take stock. I felt immense relief almost as soon as the conversation ended. The mental fog that had slowly descended over me during the previous weeks lifted. I smiled and laughed for the first time in days. I stopped shivering and began to feel warm. I was coming out of fight or flight mode. That feeling didn't last long before the guilt set in. I felt that I was deserting my team and my work. How can I be so self-indulgent and create a mess for others, I thought. Well, no, I yelled to myself. After a few days of not really doing much at home, I noticed a dialogue happening within me. It ranged from, you've had a few days, you're all better now, to maybe everything will be manageable if I took a day off a month, through to run get out. This job will consume you and you and those you love most deeply will get the shell of you. I don't want that to happen again. This was my ego jostling with my intuition. I found myself being seduced by my ego. Of course I could do the job. I'd done similar work many times before in my career. I just need to settle up and get in there again. These thoughts were alluring Basing my choice and my ego would result in no one being annoyed with me or disappointed in me. But my mind would not stay set for long. My intuition would recoil back to the frame, or would recoil back into the frame. The work's not going to change, but you've changed. You need to allow yourself to grow, evolve, and to change. You fought so hard to wrestle yourself back, why are you wanting to give yourself up so freely? My intuition had a point. Damn it. During my week off, I went to my doctor to get the necessary medical certificate to cover my period of absence. My doctor and I connected in the way that medicine practice in six-minute interval increments allowed. My doctor shared that many of her patients were being worn down by the weight of expectations and ceaseless demands on them. They said that I was... Now, my doctor said that I was the fourth such patient she'd seen that day who reported needing a mental break. It was not yet midday. I was chatting with my awesome partner Jeff on the evening before I was due to go back to work. He asked how I was feeling about returning to work. I told him about the battle between my ego and my intuition. He listened, he understood. As we were chatting, the words of an oft cited maxim around these parts came to mind. It is what it is. These words are generally said with a resigned shrug of the shoulders, a deep sigh, and an uneasy acceptance of what is happening. Not with me. I've learned that there's an important, powerful phrase that comes after it is what it is, that the classical Stoics invite us to remember, and I have the power to choose how I respond." The decision became clear. I relaxed. It feels good to choose how I will respond based on what I know to be right for me and those most important to me. I get to live my values. In hearing these words, how do you feel right now? Does the idea of a resilience reset seem appealing to you? Do you resent me for taking one? Can you allow yourself one? Did your answer to that last question start with yes, but... What excuse did you come up with? You're too busy? Too important? It's often tempting to ignore and deny those inconvenient thoughts and feelings within us, especially when we're working hard to get through another crisis, another event, another deadline, another day. Indeed, we may get very good at ignoring and denying, but... It's never a lasting strategy. What is within always comes out. And I realize that you might be uh, on a posting now and work in a small team. You might have caring responsibilities. You may be required to be on all the time in your current role. And not being on isn't an option. The option to step back and take some time might not be open to you. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if that's the case. But you'll do well to remember that you too are worthy of the same care and support which you would so freely provide to others. So you may not be able to take a few days to sit in a hammock and watch a sunset or watch Netflix in your pyjamas while eating ice cream from the tub. You can, however, start by building in resilience resets into your day. You could start by turning off the news. Check social media once in your day. You can communicate and then enforce boundaries, such as saying to your boss that you're not checking emails at night or on the weekend, and that if anything urgent arises, they can call you. You can connect with a friend. You can connect with your significant other. You can reconnect with yourself. Less doing, more being will refill those resilience tanks. And after a few days of work... I felt that my resilience tanks had some fuel in them, and I was ready to engage with the world again. I'm open about my boundaries and communicate them very clearly. After all, no one else is going to give me the balance I need in my life. I need to create that space. I say no more often than I say yes. This inconveniences others and may affect my my future career prospects. But I know that I have more capacity for who and what is important to me. I still do great work. Only work is kept in its place. So, listener, how are your resilience tanks? Are they depleted too? And I'd love to hear from you by sending me an email, admin at diplomat.com. Or reaching out to me on socials, on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, about how you do your resilience reset, or do you need a resilience reset and need some advice? I'm here to help, and also I'm here to let you and others know that you're not alone in living the highs and lows of this diplomatic life, and of your diplomatic life. Reach out to me. I'm here to help and support you. You can support me right now by sharing this content, sharing this episode with your friends and within your networks on social media or um Uh, through a chat app however it is but know that sharing my work and talking about my work is the best form of support that you can provide me right now to let others know that they're not alone in experiencing the highs and lows of their diplomatic life and if you're minded please rate this episode highly through the podcast service through which you're now listening all right well thank you so much for having me in your day for just a little while and for the past 10 episodes of season three of the lonely diplomat podcast as always it is a pleasure and an honor to serve support challenge and inspire you as you live your diplomatic life for now it does sound like it's time for you to go so until next time be awesomely And humanly you, because the world really does need more. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally, and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.